Then Jesus came to them and said, All authority in heaven and on earth has been given to me. Therefore, go and make disciples of all nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father, and, and the Son, and the Holy Spirit, teaching them to obey everything I have commanded you. And surely I am with you always to the very end of the age. Welcome to Exploring Missions, connecting mission needs with those equipped by God to meet those needs across the world or across town. And now the host of Exploring Missions, Bert Harper. One of the things that's happened with great movements of God is missions. It just happens uh, when you have a church or an area, a region, getting right with God what the results are is sharing that missional on purpose, sharing it by word of mouth, doing good to others to demonstrate what God has done in your life. And so today on Exploring Missions, we're talking about a ministry called Time to Revive, and that revive starts within the church and training them to share the good news and to disciple them. Nathan, when I uh, heard this. I thought of something about time to revive and where the church is is, I think, desperate for revival in America, but I think it's close to that way in all Western civilization, just about it. I could not help but think of the church at Ephesus when when uh, John was writing them. You know, Ephesus is one of those churches that got two letters, the book that Paul wrote to him yeah. in Ephesians and in the letter that John would write to him in the Revelation. But he told them that they had left their first love. Uh, when you leave your first love, I think one of the things that suffers the most is missions. What about you? Yeah, it it, it is. You know, love, you know, has to have an object, and it's focused outward on someone else or uh, groups of people, or it's not inward focused. So when you leave your first love, you become inward focused and an inward focused individual, a Christian or, or a church, they're not going to be missional whatsoever. They're going to do things and focus on things that please themselves, that comfort themselves. And so, yeah, that's um, definitely an issue wherever you go. But especially here in America, there's too many uh, just bluntly, there's too many inward-focused churches. Yeah. What's in it for me? They'd. I, I'm just going to be, I'm going to join you in this as well. Uh, they'd, they're more interested in their pews being padded than the gospel being shared with those that have never heard it. And uh, now I think you can do both. Don't hear me, but you, you listen. Our goal, our purpose is to go into all the world be witnesses, and uh, that was that's the purpose of exploring missions is to awaken the church. One of our reasons, awaken the church into doing what God has called you to do. That was what was true at Ephesus. Now, I want to read this. It's in Revelation 2. It, uh, it says, this is Jesus speaking to them. If you have a red-letter edition, this is all red letters, Nathan. Yeah, that's right. I know your works, your labor, your patience, and that you cannot bear those who are evil. You have tested those who say they are apostles and are not, and have found them liars. You have preserved and have patience, persevered, excuse me, and have patience, and have labored for my name's sake and have not become weary. Man, what a church. And then he adds verse 4, Nevertheless, I have something against you. You've left your first love. Mm. So we as an individual, let's talk about individuals, let's talk about churches and even families. 
Uh, you can go through all the things of helping, yeah, tithing, singing in the choir, the the you know the worship team, teaching, uh, awana, whatever you might be involved in, and you go through it. But yet there's something like it, and it's that fire, the first love. But I I do believe what you uh, what we've stated is when that happens, you're going to start looking inward, and uh, that's not the focus. That is the focus. When, when before you're saved, you're looking inward and seeing there's nothing good in you. You know what I mean, Nathan? Yeah, yeah. And, yeah, and, and then you look at it and say, yeah, but God's done a good work in me. I need to share it. That is, that's what missions is all about, sharing. What somebody said, evangelism is one beggar telling another beggar where to find bread. Yeah, the church at Ephesus had a, from the very beginning, had a legacy of being uh, evangelistic, being um, missional, planting churches, sending out uh, laborers into the harvest field. You go back to Acts chapter 19, and you can read the story of Paul coming to Ephesus, finding believers there, and discipling them. And even for two to three years, he was there in Ephesus, basically had a uh, mission school, sending out missionaries into the region. And here later, years later, as we get to uh, here in Revelation chapter 2, we see that all that good works that they had been doing and were continuing to do, they they had still left their first love of, of Jesus. It's important for us to realize that we can be doing ministry, be doing mission work, and still not love Jesus the way we're called to. And John calls them to that, and that is true today. We need to put Jesus as priority. He's on the throne of our lives. Uh, an evangelist, Bill Stafford, he said, this is what's mo- wrong with most Christians. They've gotten saved and gotten over it. Don't get over being saved by the redemption of Jesus Christ. Well, Nathan, we're going to hear an interview about some people that are trying to revive the church in their witness and in their mission. And we're excited about this interview. So listen closely now as we share what God is doing in time to revive. Our guest today on Exploring Missions is Gary and Pound Robison. Welcome, folks. Thank you for having us. It's good to have you. Mm -hmm. We are thankful you're here, and you're here representing Time to Revive. Exactly. And uh, Time to Revive is a ministry that uh, that I was mindful of several years ago, Mm -hmm. and Kyle Mm -hmm. Martin, he has been on this program as we interviewed him one time as it was beginning, and uh, we thought it would be a great time to follow up with some people that have gotten involved since then. So do two things for us, and y'all can decide which one wants to do this. This would be a general question. Tell us a little bit about the overall picture of what Time to Revive is about, and then tell us your story, how you got involved in it. Time to Revive was started about 12 years ago by Kyle Martin. Uh, He is a graduate of Dallas Seminary, has a doctorate degree. Uh, He had a a mission of evangelism. Uh, The way this started out was God called him to do a revival in Dallas, Texas, and the only thing he knew about revival was a tent. So he talked to a couple of pastors, and they had a tent revival in downtown Dallas, and it was very successful. And uh, there was a gentleman there from uh, Sonona, Arizona, and uh, came to Kyle afterwards and asked, could you do that in our state? And that kind of started this process of a, of a, 
a confirmation of his ministry to reach all 50 states with the gospel and then culminate his ministry in Jerusalem. Now, an interesting thing, since Kyle has been here, they've actually gone international. Right. And they are in about 17 different countries now, and it just seems like the hunger for the gospel is growing not only locally, but nationally and now internationally. Well, when you hear the word time to revive, there's it's kind of like a question. It's kind of like a statement. But the answer is now. 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 <laughs> and now's the accepted time. And how desperate we are in our day in 2020 and mm-hmm. going up to 2021, how yeah. desperate it is. The yeah. times are desperate. It is time to revive, literally, isn't it? It is. And our motto is equipping the saints for the return of Christ. We are trying to prepare as many people as we can for the return of Christ. This is this is a process where we go into states. Uh, now, the national team, the way they develop a state, they, it's a 12-month process where they go in. They have to be invited. And then after going in for 12 months consecutively, they they have a prayer week, and then they enter into the national team. Uh, you remember when they came into Tupelo, there was like 400 people came in from other states right. that had done this and teamed up with the churches that we had involved in Tupelo, and we just we just attacked Tupelo for <laughs> for a week, and uh, it was uh, it was pretty amazing. Had some really really amazing results. Yeah. What had happened? We had some of our people go up to Indiana <laughs> and was involved in that one, which was, you know, you, all of them are successful. Quote, mm-hmm. but some have greater multiplication than others, and that multiplication in Indiana was beyond measure. It was. Uh, I actually got to be there for the uh, Indiana from the beginning to the end, and we just saw God move in ways I'd never, I'd only read about, had never experienced myself. And so um, that was right in the middle of them prepping for Mississippi, and so uh, had to do some adjustments to Tupelo, but they did end up coming here in October of 2015 after the Indiana was in January and February of 15. Well, it was amazing what God did there, but I would say here in Tupelo, it, the numbers wasn't as great, but the significance was great, and, and a lot of churches were blessed by that ministry. We we have twelve churches that that uh, host us once a month in in the Tupelo area, and then we've just recently had three more come on board in the outskirts of Tupelo that are that are just really on fire to do this ministry, and it, it's exciting for us to see additional um, uh, inquiries, and then us being able to go in. Um, I mean, just yesterday we baptized nine. Uh, men and four women at a rehab that we teach in, and Amen. and I'm telling you, the hunger is out there for the gospel. And and the the thing about what we do is, <clears throat> we go out to the people. Uh, I don't. I you don't, don't mean you say come. Y'all say you mean the. You, do you believe that that the Bible said go in place of just come? Well, the, the interesting <laughs> thing in Luke, I, I was just reading the other day, and it just emphasized that you know three times Jesus gave his guys instructions to go, told them what to do, how to do it, and then um, he was never still. And, and even the night that he was betrayed, he was instructing his guys to go, not to come, but to teach them how to go and the importance of going. And so we go into areas where maybe churches don't reach even on a local basis, 
the the population today has a real skewed idea about what a Christian is and what church is. And and if you watch, most of their information comes for these sitcoms. And it, it, lo and behold, any idiot that's on one of those shows is usually classified as a Christian. Well, that's what they think they are. But when we get out there, we show them that this is a group of people that actually cares about them and wants to see beneficial things happen in their life. Their idea starts to change, and they share. we share the gospel. They accept it. Then we have a Project 52. It's a discipleship program. We don't want to just share the gospel. We have to have that follow-up. So we have a Project 52, which is designed for either one-on-one or small group settings. And our whole intent is to get these people that are unchurched into some sort of a, a church environment so that they can so that they can be discipled. And so um, and it's 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 been it's been quite a ride. We've been doing this for five years. We, five years. We now have this baptismal uh, portable baptismal trailer that we take uh, on site. Uh, we had a, an event downtown uh, recently. Uh, and uh, and we baptized three there, didn't we? And it was just uh, – I just – I wish I could convey in some way to the people listening the importance for them to go out and share this message with this lost world. It's, it's, as, it's, as, it's as important as it's ever been. Five years you've been involved. And yes. It was, were you already signed up when you went to Indiana, or did this yes, happen uh, after you got back from Indiana? No, uh, Leela Payne and myself are the ones who invited the ministry into Tupelo. And so they started in 2014 coming to, to see the city, and then we had our outreach in October of 15. Uh, and as Gary's talking, I'm just thinking about a lady that we were in Fulton for an outreach on Saturday. Fulton, Mississippi, uh-huh. for those of you that are somewhere, somewhere else. else. Yeah, in, Fulton, in, Mississippi. Yes. And uh, we had already encountered her one time. We were out on the streets previous, a couple of months back. But when we got back to the church Saturday, there she stood. She had encountered another team out, and they had invited her to come to lunch. And so the the church there just loved on her and accepted her and talked to her. And she was supposed to have been at church yesterday. I can't wait to hear to see if she actually came or not. But when we go out to these people, a lot of times God's already dealing with them. And so we we just end up being the confirmation that they're hearing from God that and he, he is drawing them into Himself. We it have, is. It, that's a blessing to know He goes before us. Right. Yeah. Uh, every time in the churches where I pastored and we were we were doing ministry like that, the thing that <clears throat> would remind those who were going out, God goes before us. Mm-hmm. Right. And uh, the neat part about it is what you've just said is the discipleship program. The, the Great Commission says make disciples. It yes. did not say make converts. Exactly. And yes, you got to be converted before you become a disciple. Mm-hmm. But really, our job's not finished until the discipleship began starting. Now, we don't. I found this out about discipleship, and I've been saved over 50 years. It doesn't end. Yeah. <laughs> right. right. Is, it he still, is he still working on you guys, or <laughs> am I the only one? <laughs> no, absolutely. You know, uh, you walk with somebody for a while, and then you learn to walk with the Holy Spirit. And so he continues to—he disciples you when you're not necessarily walking with somebody else. But, you know, the Bible, that's the model that Jesus left for us. Well, let's talk about one more thing, and then we want to get into a little bit more about mm-hmm. the discipleship mm-hmm. issue, ministry there, is Jesus sent them out. We was talking about how Jesus would send them out. He'd send them out two by two. Mm-hmm. Uh, there's so much reasons. I mean, you know, 
I think it is accountability. It is support. It's encouragement uh, because, uh, you know, can two walk together unless they be agreed, right. you know? And you brought up the third member of that <clears throat> two, and that's the Holy Spirit going with them. Mm-hmm. So it's really like a, a triangle. He goes before us, and we're following through, and he is able to center us up on the people he wants. Is Have you found that to be true when you go out? Uh, you're, you're saying, Lord, lead us to mm-hmm. whom you would? All right. When this all started, and, and Pam got into it first, and, and I thought she was crazy, and I went to Indiana, and I go, oh, my gosh, this is the real deal. Um, but the, the, the people that we encounter— on, uh, just it's just amazing how receptive they are and um, so exactly it, you know I just think of Gary's first experience I, I'm real big I'll say that God's told me something because I've st- for years been walking learning to hear his voice but for Gary it was something new once we were doing this ministry and the first name well, he was out one day on a team we pray we ask God to lead us where he's already gone and he may give you a name, he may give you a street number, a number, a color, but he told Gary, Tony. And so when Gary got to the house that he felt like they were led to because of some of the other clues that the other people were given, it ended up there were two guys in that household named Tony. They both said yes to Jesus that day. Amen. We well, had, expand on, yeah. the, share that, and then expand on the signs that you're getting. Yeah. So, so we actually, part of the process is that we pray for the Holy Spirit to show us. And and I was I was brought up in a real conservative background, and, and the Holy Spirit was kind of a, an it more of a, than a personality. And so it was, it was kind of strange to me. But we literally pray for the Holy Spirit to show us. And I'm telling you, I've seen it happen over and over where— um, well, just for instance, if you don't mind me giving you an example in Indiana, a young boy, a young boy, I'm probably talking 11 or 12 years old, um, they prayed in this rural area of Indiana, and he said, well, I, I got the uh, the name. Uh, uh, Can you remember the how, name? It was it like some Hollywood yeah, or something like that. Yeah. And the lady says, look, this is rural Indiana, I don't think there's a Hollywood Boulevard. And and so she put it in her GPS, and lo and behold, it was. And so they drove up, they found this road, and as they were driving, I, you know, I'm, this just happened. The kid says, there's the house right there. And the lady, really, and so she passed and came back and pulled into the driveway. Well, the elderly lady came out of the house, and that and the woman that was driving had sense enough, since the boy was seeing all that he had seen, he, she told him, she goes, you share. And that young boy led that elderly woman to Christ right there in her front yard. Amen. Well, see what the Holy Spirit does. He works in such a way that we we can understand his voice. Mm-hmm. It's not what he wants to hide from us. It's what he wants to reveal to us. Mm-hmm. And, you know, I yes, what's happened to many people have gone to extremes in saying it and people Mm -hmm. are distrustful. Mm -hmm. But you can trust the Holy Spirit with the Word of God. That's the thing that Mm -hmm. we, you know, that's what we, on Exploring the Word, the other program that I do, the Holy Spirit speaks, but He will speak in His Word. Mm -hmm. He will never contradict His Word. And you remember what He'd do? He would lead Peter to Cornelius. Mm -hmm. He would lead Mm -hmm. uh, Philip 
to the Ethiopian eunuch. Exactly. So God's leadership is real when we're open to it, but you got to have a purpose first mm-hmm. to be out there and just say, well, you know, whatever comes, whatever goes. No, your purposeful is to witness. Mm-hmm. Right. And when you have that purpose, Pam, God God can help fill in the blanks, can he? Mm-hmm. He, he does, and he, he might, like I say, he might give you a street number, he might give you a name, he might give you a color. One day he gave me a color blue when we were out on the streets. And when we encountered this uh, young man in a car, he had on that color of tennis shoes. Yeah. And so we were able to go over. We have a Bible in wristband that we use, which is just the Romans Road. Yeah, the Bible is blue. It's a small Bible, easy to hold in your hand. It mm-hmm. is. You can put it yeah. in your purse or yeah. in your back pocket when you're out on the street. As long as a man doesn't put it in his purse. Mm-hmm. Okay. <laughs> right. Okay. Uh, and so we were just able because that 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 young kid in Tupelo, Mississippi, had never heard the gospel before. He didn't say yes to Jesus that day, but I know that God sends us out sometimes just to plant seeds. But I knew that He was the one. God had led us to when I saw his tennis shoes because the color was the exact color I had seen. Let me share with you the confirmation of the Holy Spirit speaking to you is when it happens. Yes. That is it. And Mm -hmm. and that's so exciting when God does that. Now, while you're learning, if you're listening, while you're learning, you'll probably have some misgivings about that. And you say, well, he he didn't show me. Well, that doesn't mean anything. It doesn't Mm -hmm. mean he wasn't active. It's mean we have an issue of the problem. Mm -hmm. And uh, but we need to be open to his leadership that will help us and bring purpose to our life and help others. Now, the discipleship program, 52, is it named? What is the name? It's a Project 52, and it's simply 26 stories out of the Old Testament, 26 stories out of the New Testament. There's no theological background to it or anything. It's just the stories. And it's all about spending time with that individual and sharing some of those stories. One of the most, one of the most, uh, uh, well, the best sample of that is here in Tupelo. Uh, Pam and Leela met a lady. And um, in a trailer park, she was living with a guy, had two children, working at a fast food restaurant, miserable. She had some goals in her life to be to own a child, a daycare center. And Pam and, and Leela started meeting with her just for coffee, had the Project 52 in front of them. They went through some of the stories, but sometimes they didn't because discipleship is 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 a relationship thing. And uh, long story short, it wasn't long. She kicked the guy out of the house. Um, they had some resources, so they got her a job at a daycare center. Um, she finished her. She went her, back to school and got, got her, her degree in childcare. Got her degree, and then she's on a path to to having what she wanted in life. And what a story! For, for evangelism and, and discipleship. That just shows you God works from the inside out. Mm-hmm. Government always tries to work from the outside in, mm-hmm. and it just doesn't work. It mm-hmm. works from the inside exactly. out. And so, so this, we, and the, the discipleship, you know, because his word is spirit, that we teach them to get, you know, it helps them to learn how to get into the word. And the more you enter the word, the more get, you're going to be led by him like like we do, like one day Gary gets a phone call. He, he works out of our house uh, in a room, and he comes in, and he says, I've just had three phone calls from this person, and he told me the number is 377-something. Well, immediately I knew it was a hospital room. And so I said, Gary, that's somebody in the hospital, and this is the room number they're in. And so he gets a Bible and wristband and goes to the hospital. He ends up leading an 80-year-old man to Christ. 
And so he goes back a, a couple of days later, and a family member's there, and they had been witnessing to him for years. And God just supernaturally set up circumstances. So Gary ended up in the room, and the man said yes to Jesus. Amen. Amen. The Holy Spirit will always lead us into truth, yes. always, N- never, never falsehood. Absolutely. Now, what man does with truth is amazing. How, uh, <laughs> right. Chuck, Chuck uh, Colson, he, I, I remember him saying, he says, I can tell you there's no uh, denomination, there's no church, and no person that has it all right, and I know why. So I was on my hand, you know, waiting pensively to hear, he says we're human, and says we short-circuit God's Word many times and His Spirit. Mm-hmm. So to line up with His Word, to be to be obedient to His Holy Spirit, will lead to discipleship, exactly. will lead to conversion and discipleship. Real quickly, because our guest today is Gary and Pound Robinson. They are with Time to Revive. You're the Mississippi, the state of Mississippi's representative. representative. Yes. And is it in all 50 states now, Gary, or is it they're still working on all 50? There's 17 or 18 states okay. that have become involved so far, and there's more in the works. Right. Uh, we have to be invited. And then there's a there's a team that prays about which you know which area that we go into, um, so um, it, it's that it's that process. But we're his vision original vision was to be in all fifty states, and and set up. See what he, what we do. The national team comes in and they have their leadership positions, and when they come into a state, they set up those same leadership positions. So what they do is they model, they assist. The local team, they watch the local team, and then they leave. Okay. And then what? So, so what you have in place, just like when Paul was doing his journeys, they have an established base there to work out of, and then they ask Pam and I to be the the state coordinators for Mississippi. They actually ask us to be missionaries. Amen. But but God gave me Mississippi, and so this is this is what we're doing. Well, I'm glad God gave you Mississippi. <laughs> now there there's a website that people can go to. And again, it's, of course, www.timetorevive.com. <laughs> and there's people listening to us for over 30 states. And uh, they how to re- yeah. uh, time to revive may not be in that state. So they can get online, find out more about it. Sure. I noticed they can go to Connect and they can find out more information whether they would uh-huh. want to invite Time to Revive exactly. into their state, into exactly. their churches. Exactly. Mm-hmm. And there's, uh, there's uh, of course, you can follow us on Facebook if you're a Mississippi resident. Uh, you can follow us on um, uh, Revive Mississippi and see some of our activities. You mean Mississippi needs to be revived, Gary? I'm telling you. I'm telling you. It, it's Right here in the middle of the Bible well, Belt? Well, look, look, look. We go to church. But if, if, if you go to any church, any given church, and have the pastor stand up and say, who shared the gospel with someone they don't even know this week, hmm. very few hands would go up. So what we want to do while we're out on our monthly outings and we're showing these folks how this is done, what we're, what we're hoping for is that they'll, they'll kind of get their skills set up where when they're at work or when they're at school, or when they're in, an, in a situation like that, when they're in Walmart, we have people, I, God's just looking for willing vessels. 
And, and when you become that willing vessel, he will send you opportunities. And there will be people that will come up to you, and, and it will kind of startle you sometimes. And it and says be ready to give an answer. It says be ready. It well, we want to thank you guys mm-hmm. for being with us on Exploring Missions, and we're praying that God would continue to use you, continue to use Time to Revive. And again, if you want more information, you can go to timetorevive.com. Mm-hmm. And so thank you guys for being with us today. Thank you so thank much you. for having us. Thank you for listening to Exploring Missions today, and we pray that you've been revived because it is time.